I want you to grab your Bibles tonight, go to Isaiah 55. And I want you to write this down from the very beginning tonight, what I feel like the Lord has directed me. And just give me about 30 more seconds. You thought I was going to say 30 more minutes. Cody's like, 30 more seconds? If you're going to take some notes tonight, I want you to write this down. I feel like this is what the Lord gave me. And I feel like I want to just speak it into the very atmosphere and into your hearts from the very beginning to just set it in your spirit. Tonight, I want to speak to you from conception to completion. From conception to completion. From conception to completion. Hallelujah. I'm reading out of Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to begin in the New King James Version. Then I'm going to use the message translation, if you're familiar with that. I use that every once in a while in some of my studies, and I enjoy it. And I think most of you know that I, I always preach out of the New King James Version. It's my favorite. I love the New Living Translation. I love the Amplified. Hey, I just love the Bible. <laughs> so, are you ready to go? Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down in the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth the bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Hey, are you with me? Hey, one more time. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. And it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. I'm going to read it to you out of the, the message tonight. Can I do that? Are you ready? I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way that I work. God decrees, for as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way that I work surpasses the way that you work. Don't you like that? And the way that I think is way above how you think, just as the rain and the snow descend from the skies, and it does not go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for the farmers and food for the hungry. So will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty Handed. I like that phrase. It'll not come back empty-handed. Catch that tonight. They'll do the work I sent them to do. Listen to this. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. They will complete the assignment I gave them. How many of you are a word that came forth from the living God? Oh, yes, you are. And you're going to fulfill your assignment. God is watching over his word in you that he is lit. And you're going to fulfill your assignment in these last days. Hell cannot stop you. 
you're going to fulfill your assignment. Hallelujah. How many of you got promises in your heart from God? Come on. Can I hear an amen tonight? Are those promises alive? Yeah, they're alive. God's setting them on fire. He's setting those promises on fire. Nothing can stop that. This demonized administration, this vomit out of Washington, D.C., can't stop it. Promises that God has set on fire in your heart, hell cannot stop it. God's watching over his word in your life and in his ecclesia, in his church, in his body. We will fulfill our destiny. You will fulfill your destiny. Isn't God good? Thank you, Cody. You can go. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12, God tells Jeremiah that he watches over his word to perform it. Amen? He says, Jeremiah, that's right. He says, I'm watching, and I will certainly carry out my plans. You know, when God says that my ways are so much higher than, than your ways, and my thoughts are so much higher than your thoughts, and I don't work the way that, that you work, this is not scripture without hope here. This is an invitation into the ways of God. I want you to grab hold of this tonight. This is an invitation into the ways of God. This is like an ultimate rebuke from God. He's saying, come up here and come up higher. He's saying, come up here, come up higher. I'm summoning you into an invitation to learn of me, watch me, and then begin to work how I work. Because Jesus perfectly answered that. You did, you did good, Cody. You just see how he did that? Jesus revealed to us the Father, right? Jesus had the audacity to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've been with me, then the Father's in me and I'm in the Father. He says, I don't just call you servants because servants, they really don't even know what the master's doing or what the why is behind what he's doing. The children of Israel saw the acts of God, but Moses knew the ways of God. Catch that again. The children of Israel, they saw the acts of God. They saw the pillar of fire by night, the cloud by day, the, the manna. They, they saw it all, the manna, the quail, all that. But Moses knew the ways of God. What happened, he was in such friendship and intimacy with God, he started understanding the thoughts and the ways and the purpose of God behind what was going on. He wasn't just observing it. He wasn't just being a watchman seeing what was happening. He was actually starting to understand the ways of God through friendship with God. So when he says, I, I work in a dimension, I work in a far greater way than you've ever dreamed. My ways are so much higher than your ways. You know, he's not saying that they're not even accessible or obtainable. He's saying, come up here. And he did it through Christ by raising us up to seat us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that we could understand, come on, so that we could understand the ways of God. In an atmosphere like this, the ways and the thoughts of God can drop right into your spirit. Spiritual understanding can suddenly drop into your spirit. The things that you need to know, you can know them before you exit this property right now. The ways of God, the ways of heaven, the things that the Lord wants to set in your heart and say an amen over or, son, it's time to dismiss this and leave this alone. This is what I've anointed afresh. This is where the grace is upon your life afresh. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? God is pleased when we use our faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God, he must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. God is pleased when we use our faith. He's pleased with us. So when we use our faith to begin to apprehend the promises that God has set in our hearts, we don't allow them to lie dormant. We speak faith over them. We keep them before the Lord, and we begin to shower them with prayer and intercession. And we believe them. So I want you to just take hold of a hand next to you tonight, and I'm going to pray. I know we've already prayed, but I'm going to pray again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're already moving throughout this auditorium tonight. And I thank you for the increase, and I thank you for more. And I thank you for the spirit of revelation that is pouring down upon the people of God tonight. Holy Spirit, teach us, teach us how. Teach us how to think. Teach us how to work. Holy Spirit, teach us the path of wisdom. Teach us the ways of heaven. Holy Spirit, set our faith on fire tonight. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are preparing our hearts to become a place that is transformational, a place that is transformational for the state of Florida. Hallelujah. I'm declaring, God, your ways, the ways of heaven over Florida tonight. God, that a revolution and a reformation is coming upon America. A revolution, a reformation is coming upon America. And, Lord, we're going to see you move in such a way in Florida. It's going to be mind-boggling. You're going to show us your ways. You're going to show us creativity. You're going to teach us a way, Lord, in a new, brand-new vision that is going to be surpassing all our understanding. Blow us away, God. We're going to partner with you, Holy Spirit. We're going to yield to you, Holy Spirit. We're coming up higher. And Lord, we just call forth your atmosphere to be released in the earth right now in this new era. In the name of Jesus, by faith and with courage tonight, we're going to seize this opportunity. We speak and decree awakening to Florida in the name of Jesus. Church, you shall fulfill your destiny. You shall fulfill your destiny. Tonight, lift those hands that you're holding tonight. I want to speak this tonight. We speak that Florida is a state of refuge because of the glory of God. Oh, hallelujah. We are a state of refuge for America because of the glory of God. Because of a revival of righteousness, a revival of morality. Hallelujah! A revival of purity is coming upon us. We thank you that Florida shall be a beacon of freedom and hope. And we shall overcome. And we shall be burning bright, Lord, through the end. For your glory, in Jesus' name. Now just say tonight, Lord, teach us your ways. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. 
For he who comes to God, he must believe that he is. He's a rewarder. Hallelujah. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. God is so pleased when we believe him. My friend, don't forget this. God is pleased when you believe him. You feel unbelief trying to ambush you. Renounce it, rebuke it, do everything you can to get unbelief out of your spirit and out of your life. Let your faith be set on fire tonight. Amen? Come on. When God speaks to you, listen, when God speaks to you about something, we're not a company, we're not a tribe of people that we need God to give us 15 confirmations after God has already spoken to us to know that it's the will of God. Well, I just wish God, one more person would just come up to me and say, you know, and say this and put their hand on me or, Lord, if you just give me goosebumps the size of hubcaps, then I know that I know that I know. No, no. When you hear God speaking to you, step out in obedience and obey him. I've said it before to you, you, faith comes first, understanding comes later. Understanding never comes first. Faith, (laughs) help me talk, Lord. (laughs) Understanding never never comes first. Faith comes first. Faith comes first. And we live in a time and a generation where it seems like everybody has to have everything all figured out before they're ready to obey God. That's just not how it works. That's not how it works. You don't have to have it all figured out before you start obeying God. You just have to hear the word of the Lord. You have to hear the word of the Lord. You have to obey the word of the Lord. And then I'm here to remind you as your leader, remember this, God is watching over those words over your life to make sure that he's going to perform that word in your life. And what he spoke over you will never return unto him void. It's going to produce in you. It's going to produce on the inside of you. It's going to manifest out of you. You're going to prosper. You're going to overcome. You're going to walk in triumph. You're going to walk in victory in this hour hallelujah (laughs) Leonard Ravenhill said the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in, in that lifetime of the opportunity. It means that it must be apprehended. It means that when God speaks, you, you need to move on it. When God is speaking to you, you, you know, simple acts of obedience is what releases the kingdom of God. You just begin to walk it out. When God begins to speak, you begin to say, yes, sir. Again, I, I, you don't need another 15 confirmations. You just need to begin to walk in the light that you have. Are you with me tonight? Come on, are you with me? God longs for his people to arise in faith in this hour. He's looking for faith. When he he returns, will he find faith? He's looking for active faith, burning faith in this hour. So many are being shipwrecked everywhere because of the magnitude of things going on. God is looking for sons and daughters who will believe him, who will not cower down in passivity or be backwards or run and hide, but will stand up in assurance, in strength, in a supernatural courage and say, I'm going to believe God in this hour and hell cannot stop me. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to do what God has commanded me to do. I'm going to move on the promises that God has set. Are you with me tonight? This is what I need to remind us of tonight. 
The greatest days of church history are not behind us. The greatest days of church history are not in the past. The greatest days of church history are just before us. And it's now. It is now. God is doing something amazing, strategic inside the ecclesia that he's building that truly the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Jesus is building his church. We're about to do some extraordinary exploits in the earth. Extraordinary exploits in the earth. You know, I've seen a lot of miracles clocking in a lot of miles with the Lord, but I've never raised someone from the dead. I'm believing that in my life, I'm going to be raising the dead. I mean it. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. How many of you want to raise the dead? There you are. There's victory right there. I saw you. I saw you. Heaven saw you. It's clocked in. It's written in the books. We're in an extraordinary time. And we're in a time where I've said many times, lambs are becoming lions. It's fascinating what is happening. The adversity that is causing people now to rise up in faith and be bold in this hour is awesome. It's just awesome. The lion of the tribe of Judah is in our midst. Amen? The prophets have described this time as a new era. I believe that. Era means this. It means a clear new period of history. An era is a clear new period in history, something that is going to be unlike anything that we have ever experienced before. Unlike anything. It's not going to be vague. It's not going to be blurry. It's going to be marked. It's going to be clear. It's going to be visible. It's going to be magnificent. What God does do the church in this hour, God's going to provide for you in ways that are going to be stunning. You're going to be baffled by what God does for you. The notable miracles, the notable favor, the notable provision that God is going to pour out in your life is going to be so substantial, you're going to stand back in awe. Do I have some people of faith in here? There you are. People of faith. He's going to move on the behalf of his covenant sons and daughters. Now, mm-hmm. God is calling for us in this hour to define these moments. The opportunity of a lifetime, it has to be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. God's calling on us now, the ecclesia, to define this moment. The enemy cannot define this season for us. You have to refuse it. You got to stand up and refuse it, that the enemy is not going to define this season for you, and he's not going to derail your season. You're going to come into sync, synchronicity, rhythm with the Holy Spirit, and Christ is going to define this season for you. Are you hearing me tonight? I want you to remember Esther and Mordecai tonight. You can throw it in your notes. Esther and Mordecai, they literally became the tipping point. It's a story of God writing a, a redemption story, a salvation story over the Jewish people. We, of course, we know Haman was a, a type or a foreshadowing literally of the Antichrist. But God raised up two individuals, and this is what I, I want to point to tonight. When, when God used Esther, when God used Mordecai, what happened was this. 
they saw the evil. They saw evil for what it really was. They were able to discern the hour by faith. They were also able to discern their divine assignment in God. You got to see this tonight. You got to be able to discern your divine assignment in this hour. That's why we cannot tolerate spiritual dullness. You got to be sharp. You got to be sharp in this hour. And the way to be sharp is to spend more and more quality time with the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit, being with God, being in the Word, going deep, developing your inner life in the Spirit so that you're sharp, so that you can discern which way. When you learn how to surf, you have to do three things. You have to get yourself in position. When you paddle out and you're watching the waves, you've you got to discern what's happening with the waves. You've got to watch, and you've got to get yourself in position. That's the first thing you do. You get yourself in position. The second thing you have to do when you surf is you have to discern where you believe the next wave is about to break. And then when that wave breaks, the third thing that you do is you do not hesitate. Come on. Are you catching this? You get yourself in position. The way you get yourself in position in this hour is by being with the Lord. Staying before the Lord. Staying in the Spirit. Staying anchored in the Word. Watching the waves to be able to discern your assignment in this hour. Not what you've done in the past. What God freshly wants to breathe on you now. And say, now this is what I have for you, son and daughter. And then when that wave breaks, we cannot hesitate. And I'm not talking just about individually. I'm talking about us surfing corporately on the wave of the Spirit. That when this thing breaks, we don't hesitate. And we get up. We get up on our board, so to speak. And we get momentum and we get moving in the Spirit. Come on, give God praise in the house. (laughs) Esther and Mordecai. They saw the evil. They discerned the hour. They discerned their assignment. And what did they do? They took courage and they seized their moment. You've got to take courage in this hour, friend. You've got to seize this moment. They seized the opportunity. And when they did, this is powerful, they shifted the entire nation. God used them and their assignment to save the entire population of the Jewish people. They were part of a salvation plan. I'm prophesying to you through the word. I'm just throwing up before you prophetic blueprints that heaven is counting on you and I. You've got to grab this tonight. I'm not talking to you about a historical lesson about Esther and Mordecai. I'm throwing prophetic blueprints because we've got to catch something. We're written into a storyline of saving the United States of America right now. You know, David just didn't write songs uh, about blessing the Lord and isn't the Lord awesome and how great are his works. You know, he wrote songs about we need to bless Israel, that God has a plan for Israel, bless the nation. We need people right now rising up and saying, we need to save America. We need to bless America and stop cursing America. I'm tired of ministries and churches just no hope throwing up their hands like God is just done with America. He's not. He's not. 
And I know what all the perversion, I, I know what's going on. By the way, we're not conceding the month of June or any other month to that. We're not doing it. That's not America's new normal. <laughs> all right, this Baptist church is warming up tonight. You're with me. I'm kidding. And I love the Baptist. I do. I meant that. Tipping point moments are what define, define, or defining moments is what decides where we go, where we head. The ecclesia must rise up in this hour and begin to move in faith. Faith is required. Faith is required. We please God when we use our faith. When we, get, we, we begin to move with him, say what God is saying. You can't get away from this. you got to say what God is saying. you got to speak what God is speaking over you. That's why I get up, and when we're receiving offering, and I'm speaking over your families, and I get up here and I decree a miracle property and a miracle campus. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't matter that it seems like we're in the worst famine we've ever seen potentially in our lifetime. What we're about to see, yet, you know what? God can have a miracle campus for us. It's necessary for awakening and outpouring, ladies and gentlemen. And God will provide every need for you. God has set his ecclesia into the earth. We are a reigning body. I'm reminding you of some things tonight of who we are. We are a reigning body. Say it. We are a reigning body. We are a legislative body in the earth. Say it. We are a legislating body in the earth. That's who we are. We're a reigning body. We're a governing body of intercessors. We're a governing body of gatekeepers for this region. God's calling us, church. God's calling us victory. You're going to rise up and you're going to define this moment. We're not going to be washed out with all the unbelief. We're going to be a burning torch and a burning beacon in Florida for this hour. And this hour counts big time. So God is preparing us. And he expects us to do it. Romans 8, 11 tonight. Go there if you will. You know, there are millions and millions, before we go to this passage, there are millions and millions of intercessors all over the earth that are crying out for the outpouring and the harvest of God to hit the planet, to usher us in to the return of our glorious King. We're in the momentum, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the momentum of a family and a tribe, not just here in Sarasota, it is global. There is a global body of Christ that is pressing in right now. It's the real church. We're not part of the prayerless sleeping church, right? Hello, are you with me? We're part of the burning tribe. This isn't pride. This isn't, not, no, it's, it's us knowing our identity. Knowing who we are. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Through the spirit who dwells in you. Lord, I speak that over George Haggerty right now. In Jesus' name. The spirit of God lives and dwells within us. Think of that. What is accessible to the body of Christ right now in this hour? 
What is accessible to us in these last days? What are we going to be able to do? What are we going to be able to fulfill by the Spirit of God, the same, very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead? Death could literally not stop Jesus. He was unstoppable, ladies and gentlemen. What is God going to do through the true living church, the New Testament church in this hour? What kind of exploits are we going to see manifested through the people of God who know the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells within us? I pray that you're dreaming about some great exploits that God's going to take you into. I am. Oh, I am. We're being prepared. We're be, we've been prepared by the revelation of apostles and by prophets. We're called to believe the word of the Lord. Thank you guys for taking care of those blinds. I see it just tormenting some people in here tonight. We're called to believe the word of the Lord and believe the word of the prophets. That's 2 Chronicles 2020, right? God's been preparing us by prophetic dreams. He, the Lord has been speaking to the church. Get yourself prepared. Get ready. Get ready. Listen, listen. Get yourself ready. And I mean get ready in every way. And I'm going to say it again. I, I'm not embarrassed. doesn't bother me who writes me off. I'm going to be that guy who's going to stand in the pulpit and tell you again, get your food ready. Get your water ready. Get your ammunitions ready. Get your medical supplies ready. Not embarrassed at all. I'm here to help and lead you for victory that's coming. God has spoken to us. This is a time to prepare. This is a time to get ready. I remember the words of evangelist Steve Hill at the Brownsville Revival, Pensacola, Florida. My wife and I would stand in line for 10, 12 hours to get into those meetings. It's not an exaggeration. We would. I remember Steve Hill saying, the revival that we are coming into is going to be, be the most violent revival on planet Earth. And it is. We're coming into a radical time. So when God speaks to you, make sure that you get obedient and you line up to it. You need to get ready for what is coming, for whatever may be coming. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Back to this Isaiah 55 word. I love this. The prophetic word being given by God. I love this. He says, I, I, I'm going to watch over my word. Whatever comes, I'm, whatever comes, just know that I'm watching over my word. I'm going to perform my word in you. You're going to accomplish your assignment. Prophetic words have assignments. Write it down tonight. Prophetic words have assignments. Here's an example. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she, she asked Gabriel, the angel, how can I, a virgin, have a son? How, how can this happen? How... How is that possible? I've never been with a man intimately. And I want, you, I want you to look at this. This is in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Amazingly, watch what happens. Gabriel, the angel, quotes to her a prophecy that is recorded in Isaiah 7, 14. A virgin shall conceive and bear forth a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. What am I saying to you? Gabriel quoted to her prophecy. Clearly, angels are paying attention to the prophetic word and the assignment over people's lives. 
The angels are keeping record. Man, you got to grab hold of this. You may need to write it down just to remember it. There's angels keeping record on prophetic words that have been released over you, over this region, over our nation, over this state right now. Angels are keeping record with God of words that are alive and words that have come forth from God's heart. Now you think about this. I mean, the shelf life on that prophetic word is over 800 years from Isaiah. I think about the shelf life there. She's like, how is this going to happen? Nothing like this has ever happened before. I mean, how is this going to happen? I've never been intimate with a man. I I've never known a man. The angel goes on. He says, this is how it's going to happen. The Spirit of God is going to overshadow you. And the Holy One that's to be born in you will come forth and be dropped into you as a seed. You're going to call His name Jesus. There's going to be Holy Spirit activity. Are you seeing it? There's going to be Holy Spirit activity all over you. And He's going to release the seed within your womb. I'm talking to you tonight about from conception to conclusion. Stay with me tonight. We're going somewhere. So he says, Isaiah gave this word. This word has been lingering for 800 years. This is my version, right? Mary, you want to know how it's going to happen? This word was given over 800 years ago from Isaiah, and now it's dropping into your time. That means the word was still alive. God's word that he breathes, that he speaks, it is alive. Ladies and gentlemen, the word he speaks is alive. It is alive. He speaks it. It's living. It's breathing. It's active. It's going to be fulfilled. God says, I watch over my word to perform it. If I speak it, it's not going to return unto me void. 100 years go by. 300 years go by. 500 years go by. How many of you know God is patient? How many of you know God is long-suffering? He is forbearing. He's watching over His Word. 700 years go by, 800 years go by, and here's Mary. She steps on the scene. She steps on the grid, the prophetic grid now, for her assignment to be manifested. And God says, now's the time. And the word that Isaiah spoke is now going to drop into her time, and I'm going to manifest it through her life. God's Word is alive. Man, I, I was thinking about how alive God's word is. How many remember when Elisha died and they buried him in a cave and there was a raid of there was a there was a band of raiders that came and there was a man that had died in the battle and they they lowered him down on a rope in, in, into this cave and when this man touched Elisha's bones he came back to life. That's how alive the word of God is. The Word of God was in the marrow of his bones, like a fire that never sleeps. And the moment that dead body touched him, he was resurrected. The Word of God is alive. It's alive. It lives. But then Gabriel goes on, Luke 1.37. He says, but with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Now, the word nothing doesn't mean zero, Okay. Gabriel's not saying that no thing will be impossible with God. Surely we could make the case for that tonight. But he's saying something deeper. Gabriel's saying something far more deeper to Mary there. He, it's, he says, the, the angel Gabriel says in the Greek, he says that word means rhema. The word nothing means rhema. 
Okay? I want you to grab hold of this tonight. No rhema will be impossible with God. Now, what is that rhema? Now, this is circling back again so that we can learn and relearn and take hold of it afresh. Rhema means when God speaks a fresh word. It's like a prophetic word that becomes personalized to you in a word of promise, okay? It's when the Holy Spirit breathes something afresh and there's an anointing to accomplish that word, okay? Are you with me? So the word begins to come alive when the, when the Spirit of God speaks it. Faith becomes alive on the inside of you. He says nothing is going to be impossible with God. No rhema word from God that comes to you is absent of power to fulfill it. So if God has spoken to, to you and to us, there is power. There's deutimous power from on high to make sure the will of God is performed in you and the word becomes a reality. You get the seed in conception and then the, the breath of God comes on it and then you begin to carry it into its completion. And along the way, don't stop believing because it is possible. Oh, rhema is when the Holy Spirit makes the word alive. He activate, activates it so that you can stand in the word of faith. Faith has to be the active ingredient in this hour. Hmm. The archangel, Gabriel, he explains this to Larry, to, to Larry, to Mary. <laughs> to Larry. Help me, God. <laughs> to Mary. He says... <laughs> That was good. Mary, nothing that God says will be impotent. Nothing that God says will be weak. It will produce. What God's spoken, this life-giving word, it's going to produce in you. I'm going somewhere tonight for the church. What God is speaking over the ecclesia in this hour, it's going to produce. It's going to produce exploits and breakthrough. He says, believe the word. Believe the word. Nothing is impossible with God. Believe this word, Mary. Believe this word. Then she has the audacity to say, be it unto me according to your word. That's where we have to live in this hour. We have an abundance of bad news. Wave after wave after wave of bad news is coming. I mean, you put it on, it's just like, it's unbelievable what is coming out. And you have to anchor yourself and say, God, I'm going to believe your word all the way through to the end. I'm going to see your power. I'm going to see your miracles. I'm going to see your signs and wonders. I'm going to see your provision. And be it unto me now, be it unto me now, according to your word. In Jesus' name. I'm going to go back to Isaiah 55 again. So will my words be that come out of my mouth. They do not come back to me empty-handed. They will do the work that I sent them forth to do, and they will accomplish the assignment that I have given them. Prophetic words have assignments. God gives us assignments. It is our job right now to begin to recognize our assignment, identify our assignment, discern your hour, discern your assignment, believe your assignment. 
Be activated by faith into your assignment. Activate it in faith. Speak it and say it. Speak the breakthrough. Guys, speak the breakthrough. Speak the breakthrough. Speak it in your home. Speak it over one another. Speak it over this ministry. Speak it over our city. Speak it over America. Nothing can stop what God is going to do in this hour. Come on. Stay with me here. Prophetic words don't, do not just automatically happen because of God's sovereignty. You can't just say, well, God said it, so, you know, it, it's going to happen. No, you have to actually take your responsibility, and you have to partner with it, and you have to begin to work in that word. You have to work in that word. you got to get under that word and begin to move in that word and speak it and work with it. Right? Believe the word. Believe the word from its conception. Believe the word that you're going to be able to carry it to completion. Believe that you're going to be able to carry it to completion. Believe that you're going to be able to carry it to completion. God's going to finish his work. The good work which he began in you, he's watching over faithfully. He says, what I've begun, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to bring this to a completion. Words have to be acted upon. They have to be acted upon by faith. Abraham had to leave his country. Abraham had to leave his people to find the land that God promised him. He said, you're going to have so many sons. You're going to, I want you to just go out here. Look on the sand on the beach. He said, you're going to have that. That's what your posterity is about to look like. Look up in the heavens. You see the stars in the heavens, Abraham? That's what your sons are going to look like. He had to move in faith. Moses had to move in faith. Moses had to believe God. He had to leave the wilderness. He had to come out to confront Pharaoh back into Egypt. He had to believe the word of the Lord. He was pregnant with a seed of a word. And the seed of the word was go and tell him, let God's people go. He had to leave the wilderness. He had to believe the word of the Lord. He had to get activated in it. He had to work with it. And he also grappled with it till his faith became alive. He made every excuse possible. Lord, Lord, I can't even talk, 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 talk. That's okay. I mean, I can't even say Mary tonight. God is with me. <laughs> you got to move with God. Abraham had to do it. Paul had to do it. Esther had to do it. Right? Mordecai had to do it. You got to activate your faith. You got to speak it. You got to move into it. And Esther said, Hey, here's the deal. If I perish, I perish. I'm going to do exactly what God called me to do. Come on. The church had to do it. The church had to wait to be endued with power from on high in an upper room before they could go. And they had to be filled in a day of Pentecost. To be able now to go into all the world and preach this glorious gospel with signs and wonders following it with the fire of God. They had to believe. Prophecy is conditional. But you have to believe and begin to walk into it with faith. And then your promise will come alive. Hallelujah. You still with me? Yeah, I feel you. God's word has to be met with a yes. Write it down tonight. God's word has to be met with a yes. You've got to have a yes in your spirit. 
you got to have a yes in your spirit. It has to be met with a yes. When you hear the word of the Lord assigning you to something, you got to believe it. you got to pray it. you got to agree with it. you got to decree it. you got to decree it. I believe for such a time as this that we were born, and I believe that we are pregnant with awakening. I believe we are pregnant with awakening. I believe that we are pregnant with revival. I believe we are pregnant with a move of God that we are carrying and we're going to enter into its completion in this hour. Yield yourself. Guys, yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Yield yourself to the moving of God's Spirit in these last days. Yield yourself and surrender to the calling and the wooing of God in this hour and say yes to it. Don't be afraid of it. Say yes to it. Don't be afraid of what it might what, what God may ask you to sacrifice, just know that the goodness of God is upon it, that there's miracles involved in it, that there's power involved in it. Ladies and gentlemen, to literally save a generation, to save a nation, potentially to save a state. Are you with me tonight? Remember these words of the Apostle Paul, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, New King James Version. I charge you and I commit this to you this charge unto you my son Timothy according to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you may wage a good warfare what's he saying I want you to take the prophecy over your life I want you to take the words over your life I want you to hear the word of the Lord what he's been saying and now I want you to use it as a weapon I want you to use it as a weapon when hell is coming against you that you can say, hell is not going to stop me. The prophetic destiny over my life, I'm going to take it and use it as a weapon on the enemy, slashing and dividing the works of the enemy in this hour. I'm going to use the prophetic word to fight for my family. I'm going to use the prophetic word to fight for my church. I'm going to use the prophetic word to fight for my nation. I'm going to use it to fight for America in this hour. Come on, church. Mm. We're here tonight to give voice to the will of God. We're here to give voice to the will of God in the earth as the ecclesia. We're here to give voice to the purposes of the Holy Spirit that is for our advantage. We're here to be the voice of God to awaken the conscience of a nation. I'm going to say that again. We're here under an assignment to awaken the conscience of a nation in this hour, ladies and gentlemen. We are here as a church to shift our nation back to the covenant roots of God. We are here to decree and call a prodigal nation back home. Don't listen to the God mockers. Don't listen to the scoffers. Don't listen to the naysayers. Listen to the voice of God and activate it and stay in it and say it and walk in it and use your faith. Use your faith and carry the seed of promise in you. There is an outpouring. Of the Holy Ghost that is upon us. That is going to bring us into the greatest harvest of souls before Jesus returns. This is that hour. We're pregnant with the seed. And we're not going to abort it. 
We're going to birth it. We're not going to abort it. We're going to birth it. Hallelujah. We can do this. We can do this. We're prepared. We've been authorized to do it. The Holy Spirit is overshadowing our church. The Holy Spirit is overshadowing our church. He's interacting and he's, he's interacting and he's working with us. He's going to teach us the ways of heaven. The Holy Spirit is here overshadowing us so that we can come up higher and begin to learn of the, of the thoughts and the ways of God. The thoughts and the ways of God. They are obtainable. The Lord is summoning us into this lion's share for this hour. He's saying, come up higher. I'm going to teach you my ways. I'm going to teach this family my ways. I'm going to teach this family the ways of the glory. I'm going to teach this family the ways of my holy fire. I'm going to teach this family my eternal burnings. I'm going to share my treasure with this family. I'm going to share my mysteries. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to share my mysteries with this family. Paul said that apostles were those who literally were the ones who were stewarding the mysteries of the kingdom. The Holy Spirit wants to overshadow us to share the mysteries of the kingdom with God that cannot be explained in the natural. They have to be spiritually discerned, spiritually comprehended. God wants to do things in such a way that is mind-boggling. The Holy Spirit is overshadowing us, and we have to say yes to it, yes to it. Be it unto us according to your word, Lord. Be it unto us according to your word. And I'm about to close, about to close tonight. I have to go back to it again. Isaiah 55. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. For as, as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but the, it waters the earth and it makes it bring forth its bud and it gives seed to the sower and bread for the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And now I want to read verse 12 to you. <laughs> for you shall go out with joy. <laughs> For you show, shall go, show, show. <laughs> for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace, and the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. The joy of the Lord is going to carry us. The days are going to be dark, but you're going to be burning. The days are going to be bleak, but you're going to be covered in the joy, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You're going to be going out with joy, and you're going to be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills, they shall be breaking forth before you. That means every high and lofty thing that has exalted itself, it's going to come down in front of you. Every place of humility and brokenness is going to be lifted up. That's what happens when the king comes. When the king comes, everything that is lofty and proud is brought low. And the kingdom of God is coming. Oh, you take it to the bank, my friend. The kingdom of God is coming. 
The kingdom of God is coming. The king is coming. Nothing can stop the king. Nothing, nothing, nothing can stop the king from coming. Nothing. The earth is his. The nations are his. He's the judge of the nations. He's the shepherd of the nations. He's the the savior of the nations. This is his time. And the ecclesia is going to finish this thing with some dynamite. We're going to finish it. We're going to finish it. So I want to declare this word to you in closing tonight. I want to declare this word. This is our declaration tonight. God's word in me, in you, and through you will be accomplished. His word and divine assignment will prosper in you and through your life and through your family, and through your children. You will see the word of God fulfilled. You will see the word of God flourish in your family. You will see it. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so tonight in this house. Come on, let's just say so. Let's just give the Lord praise in the house. Come on, church. This is Pentecost weekend. I want to pray that the Lord sets our faith on fire. Let's just put our hands. Let's stand. Let's go ahead and stand. Hallelujah. Dave, you want to help me again, buddy? Let's just lay our hands over our heart. Those of you that are watching tonight, I want you to do that too. Just lay your hand over your heart tonight. Just begin to pray that God would set your faith on fire. Set your faith on fire tonight. Set your heart on fire. God, give us another baptism of fire, another baptism, another baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Set our faith ablaze. Set our faith ablaze, God. Set our faith on fire tonight, God. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Set us on fire. Set us ablaze, Lord. Set us ablaze. Father, we thank you tonight that, Lord, even as darkness is covering, covering the earth and gross and deep darkness upon the people, that the glory of the Lord is arising upon your people. Lord, they are being set ablaze with the radiance of your face. Lord, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is overshadowing this place, overshadowing every family, this church. The Holy Spirit is overshadowing Sarasota. He is overshadowing this southwest Florida region. We declare it, God, that this territory is marked for your glory. It is marked for your fire. It is marked for your fire. Pour out your spirit, O oh God. Pour out your spirit, O oh God. <laughs> Hallelujah. What can stand against the glory of God? 
What wall could stand before God? Nothing. The Lord's going to show forth His power and might. The Lord is going to show forth. The Lord is going to show forth His mighty hand of power and provisions. Lord, I thank you that you're going to deliver this region from pharmaceuticals. You're going to deliver this entire region. And I also pray that you deliver our state, that we would be a forerunner state to be delivered from pharmaceuticals destroying lives. That you're going to uncover it all. You're going to purify it. You're going to burn us out with fire. You're going to burn us out with the fire of your holiness, the fire of your presence. You're going to burn out every lie. You're going to burn it out. You're going to, you're going to expose every lie. You're going to expose the enemy in our nation. And I thank you that you're going to use our region right here to do it. You're going to use our region right here to do it. You're going to uncover the enemy. You're going to expose the enemy, and then you're going to judge him. You're going to judge the enemy that justice will come. Justice will come to the nation. Justice will come to the nation. I see Ron DeSantis right now. I see Ron DeSantis standing in Sarasota, Florida, with an announcement to this nation. It's gonna, it's gonna make, and, and this is this is prophecy. This is not uh, inside information. I see Ron DeSantis standing in Sarasota, making a declaration to the United States of America to the overturning that has to do in the medical region, the pharmaceutical, pharmacia region, <clears throat> that sphere that's gonna shock this country, and it's going to cause shackles to come off of people by the millions, by the millions. We decree the breaking of shackles. We decree the breaking of every shackle in the name of Jesus, every lie that's been put in their minds. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that Florida is the forerunner state. Lord, you have spoken time and again. The forerunner state will arise. Lord, that we will lead this nation, that this state will be the state of, re uh, of refuge. This, this state will be a state of reformation and awakening and outpouring. Lord, that people from all over this country will come and be here. They will come to be here refreshed in your presence, transformed by your glory. You're going to destroy all of this satanic agenda that has been loosed upon them, Lord, out of Washington. They're going to come here and be set free and liberated from torment, from torment in Jesus' name. The word of the Lord prevails. The word of the Lord will ring true. The word of the Lord will be heralded that God is here. That God is here. That victory is here. That triumph is here. They came bound, but they left delivered. They came hopeless, but they left possessed with hope. They left as a prisoner of hope. A prisoner of hope. Oh. Oh. I, I just want to move into prayer right now over Governor DeSantis and over Casey right now. Just lift your hands with me tonight. Hallelujah. We declare over Governor DeSantis that no weapon formed against him will prosper. We bless him in his body. We bless him in his mind. We bless him, Father, 
We speak, God, your supernatural protection like a wall of fire around our governor right now. No weapon formed against him shall prosper, Lord. Keep him from corrupt people. Keep him from corrupt and wicked people that want to see his demise. Keep him from immoral women in the name of Jesus. He will never have a scandal that the spirit of Jezebel will not be able to touch him. Lord, we thank you that you are grooming our governor and you're grooming leaders throughout the state that are going to be part of saving America. Hallelujah. You're grooming leaders. You're raising up leaders, shepherds after your own heart, Lord, even in civil authority, shepherds after your own heart that are going to be part of rewriting the story and the destiny of America. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord is true. The word of the Lord shall run with fire. The word of the Lord shall be heralded. That God moves in Florida. That God wins the day. God saves the heart of Florida. Florida belongs to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, tonight, we thank you that we are moving as a company of people into sustainable revival, sustainable awakening. That it'll not just be a flash in the pan, that it'll not just explode. Come on up, honey. That it'll not just explode and go out, but Lord... It'll go on, and your fire will literally be unquenchable. Your fire will be unstoppable. It'll be unstoppable. This outpouring will be unstoppable. This revival will be unstoppable. This awakening will be unstoppable. Lord, there is revolution, revolution coming. Hallelujah. Reformation coming. And we're in it for such a time as this. You've written it in our book of days. You've set us apart. We were born for this hour. Be it unto us according to your word, Lord. Be it unto us according to your word. Lord, thank you. You're teaching us your ways, Lord. You are revival. Thank you, God. Revelation chapter 2, verse 18. And to the angel of the church of Thyatira, write... These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. So right now, we as the church, we repent, God. We repent for the church, for tolerating Jezebel, for tolerating the teaching of sexual immorality, Father, in this 
In this time and in this season, on our watch, Lord, we repent for it, God. And we say we do not tolerate it any longer. In the name of Jesus, we do not tolerate the teaching of sexual immorality to our children, the teaching of perversion to our children, to any of the servants of God. In Jesus' name, Lord, we we just come against that and we say we will no longer be a part of that. And Lord, right now, I also, I want to, I want to ask and repent, Lord, for all of the sexual sin that's gone throughout the church, Father. All the sexual sin, Lord, even those that, what is being exposed right now in some of the denominations, Lord, we repent for it. We repent for the sexual sins that's been done on minors, Lord, that has introduced them and caused confusion in their lives and caused lies in their lives and that has called sin to be to beget sin in their lives, Lord. We come against it now and we repent for it. Lord, we ask you for your mercy and your covering upon this nation, upon the church, Lord, upon America for all the sexual sins that have brought about the perversion in the place that we are today. Father, I ask that you come. You pour out your grace and your mercy, Lord. You come, God, and you save, you heal, you deliver, you restore, oh Lord. We ask you for it now, God. We ask you for it now. And I just want to put the call out for those who are here, those who are listening, to say, how are you not going to tolerate this anymore? And the word tolerate or the word allow, it means to leave it alone, to not do anything about it. That's what that tolerate means. It's to not do anything about it. So how are we not going to tolerate this anymore? Father, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us how we can stand and say and, and not allow it anymore, Lord. Not just stand by and do nothing and be silent, but how are we just supposed to speak up and proclaim even in this month, Lord? that's trying to be pushed in a greater way, Lord. Even if it's just every day that you get up this month and you say, I will not tolerate this in our region, in our schools, in our nation anymore. Even if that's what it is. But I just encourage you, what is God asking of you? What is he saying to you of, of not tolerating it anymore? Lord, I pray you'd speak to us. Lord, we don't want this against us. We don't want this. We don't want you to have this against us, Lord. So we ask that you help us and you lead us in how to not tolerate this, how to push the darkness back and bring forth your kingdom and your light and your truth and once again, healing, deliverance, and restoration to this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
Yes, Lord. Let's pray tonight in closing on that for the fear of the Lord and the conviction of the Holy Ghost to fall on the beaches of Key West all the way up to Jacksonville and all the way up to Panama City. I want us to just pray. Pray the conviction of the Holy Ghost and the fear of the Lord that, that, the, that we just shut down all of this debauchery in Florida in the name of Jesus. Pour out your spirit, God. Pour out your spirit. Purity, righteousness, fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord. Sweep through our state, God, sweep through our state. Cleanse it, God, cleanse it, God, from this filth and perversion. Cleanse it, God. Guys, we got to hate what God hates. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about hating what he hates. And if you're not going to hate it, you're not going to pray aggressively against it. You got to hate what God hates. The Lord stands opposed to this. The Lord stands opposed to this abomination. Cleanse it out of our state, oh God. Root it out of our state, oh God. Root it out of this city, oh God. Root it out of this city, God. I pray the fear of the Lord on our city officials. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. The conviction of the Holy Ghost. To stop bowing down and yielding to this. Giving it precedence. Oh God. Oh God, we speak purity over our city and region. Cleanse, God. Cleanse. Let the sinner find their way into the fire of the Lord to be cleansed and purged. Let them flee from their lust. Let them free, flee from the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of this life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Let them flee it, God. Let them run from it. Hallelujah. 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 Brent, thank you for coming and releasing that word to us tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want our altar team to get ready. I want to serve the people. A couple announcements as they're preparing themselves. Honey, I want you to come. We've got just a few announcements.
If you've not registered for our upcoming conference with Dutch Sheets, Pastor John Kilpatrick, you want to register quickly. Go to victoryfla.com. You want to register. That's coming August 12th through the 14th. We've got the family house fire coming up, one of our, our family house fire. That's what the cells, right? Is that right? That's uh, this Sunday. No, next Sunday. It's next Sunday. June the 12th, 3.30 to 6. We've got the June outreach this Friday night. June outreach this Friday night. Five points. Guys, join us Friday night from 7 to 10 downtown. 7 to 10 downtown. Five points. We're going to be worshiping on the streets. We're going to be interceding for our city, for our region. We're going to be preaching the gospel with anointing and with power. And we're going to be... We're going to be casting the net for people to be born again and be saved. So lastly tonight, I want us to stand once again. I want us to pray for this outreach that it flows in power and anointing. Shane, I want you to come with Janique. I want you to pray, and then I'm going to follow up. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Take a hand. Come on. Let's just bathe this thing one more time. Let's bathe it all through the week. Let's bathe it one more time. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the conviction of the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you that we have tasted the good gift of God, which is salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, Lord, we ask for that same salvation, that same conviction, that same sweet love that we have tasted, God. Lord, we ask that the people of this city would taste the same salvation that transformed our lives, God. Lord, we send deliverance angels now to prepare the way of the Lord as Shelby Five Points, Lord. And as we enthrone you, Lord, in the heart of Sarasota, we enthrone you and we dethrone every faulty principality, everything that raises its knowledge against the word of God. We bring those strongholds down right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare... That Sarasota is a city of revival. We declare that Sarasota is a city of purity. And we are not yielding this month of June to perversion. But we are dedicating it to purity in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for signs and wonders following the preaching of the word. Signs and wonders of deliverance. Signs and wonders of healing. Signs and wonders, Lord, of freedom from evil spirits, unclean spirits in Jesus' name. And that salvation breaks out right on the streets. Joy breaks out. Righteousness, peace, and joy breaks out right there on the streets. As your glory falls, Lord, on our worship as we lift you up. And just as Shane prayed, Father, we enthrone you. Jesus, we enthrone you over our city. Our city is yours to the glory of God. To the glory of God. Can we give the Lord one more praise in the house tonight? I want our altar team to come. I want our altar team to come tonight. This is the time to receive prayer for any of you, for any of you in this house 
that may not know the Lord, today is the day of salvation. Today, today is the day to give your life to Jesus Christ. Today is that day. If you need a miracle or a healing in your body, you need to come forward. If you need to give your life to Jesus tonight, you need to come forward so that we can pray for you. Father, we pray for miracles in the house. We bless this time in Jesus' name. And we bless the people of God for a miracle week. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. Good night.